Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. All right, it's Dave Plyer and for Bob Surratt this morning, and it is the Chicago Year in Review for 2023. And who better to break it all down, a legend who has been covering our city for nearly 60 years, and that's my friend, Walter Jacobson. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning to you, my friend. It's always a pleasure. You know, Chicago, that toddling town, and you've got your picks for the top stories of 2023, starting with the Ed Burke trial. And that has to be the biggest in many, many years, because Alderman Ed Burke was a guy you thought would get away with everything for however long he wanted to. But as he drew to the end of his trial, it became clear to me anyway, and I imagine to most people who've been following politics in Chicago for a long time, that he was in deep trouble, as they say. He was going to be found guilty. He may wind up in jail. That would not be unlikely. And we're wondering what he had done or could have done to avoid this mess. And there was nothing. You know, David, the people are so sick and tired of politicians and politics that they're very ready to convict anybody who's accused of anything. Well, I mean, plus this is a man who's been in power since 1969. I mean, really in the very beginnings of your television career, you've been covering this guy all the way through. Yeah, that's right. He was. He came in when Richard J. Daly, Daly the first, was mayor. And he was a policeman when he came Mm -hmm. here. His dad was a policeman before him. Then a 14th Ward alderman in 1953. So on and off, the Burks have ruled that community for 70 years. Well, he ran into very serious trouble. He knew, we all knew, that at one point the, the Justice Department was going to go after him because it goes after successful politicians. And it banks its money and its interest on catching the big ones who will be big news. I think he knew long before he uh, got the word that he was going to be found guilty. But, I mean, for how many years has he been doing this where we're just looking at this one incident and one trial since 1969? If you're getting caught now, there's he's probably relieved that nothing else has come up. But at 80 years old... You know, he's either going to spend the rest of his life in jail, even though he's done some good for the city of Chicago. You can't argue that. That's right. For sure he's done some good. I believe that with his efforts to stop smoking in public places, and he worked on other things that were good for the community, and there are people who live in the neighborhood, of course, who still adore him. Because I knew him as a rookie alderman, and it's not that we were friends. I never was a never spent any free time with him how many governors how many aldermen have been convicted over the years there were 38 chicago aldermen who have not only been convicted but have been in jail there are four of the past seven governors who wound up in jail yeah it's unprecedented in any state in this country where you see that many governors aldermen uh being convicted in in just one city and one state how do you think the media covered all of this i thought that the jury would not have a choice because of the media coverage 
in the Tribune and the Sun-Times. The Tribune, even after he was convicted, even after the decision was in and he was crushed and embarrassed and his family was, the papers were still saying things that just seemed like too much. Let me give you a quote. The Tribune said... He didn't make millions of dollars in international arms smuggling, quote. He shook down sellers, hardware store owners. Lightfoot said, quote, Burke foolishly thought he was invincible, grossly overplayed his hand. This was after the decision, but Ed Burke was different. The headlines in the papers for six weeks during that trial, six weeks Mm -hmm. every day, the headline almost every day, every day the headlines were screaming that Eddie Burke did this or Eddie Burke did that. That's not the way reporters ought to be. That's not the way the newspapers ought to be. They couldn't be that way on their they could be that way on their editorial pages. But uh, they were they saying. were that way on the news pages too, and it bothered me. It's all about I may be too sensitive about no, it. No, but it should be more about fact. I get what you're saying. It should be more about fact than opinion and that and there's there's places for editorial. Just like there's places for your perspectives. Yeah, that's right. And their perspectives are identified. Walter's perspective. That's correct. That's correct. The newspapers don't say, we've been following him forever, and our opinion is. Right. The newspapers said, Ed Burke, bad guy. Ed Burke took this money. Ed Burke was in trouble from the day he started working in politics. Yeah. I just thought it was unfair. I don't know how the jurors could not have been influenced by what the headline said. And what they read. You know, I don't know what to what degree the court said to the jurors before they started the trial. You must not talk about this. You must not read the papers. You must not watch television. Well, that's pretty strict. Hard to avoid. Of course. Hard to avoid. Hard to avoid. Second story you highlighted is the election of Mayor Brandon Johnson and the migrant issue in Chicago. And, and there's no question uh, that this is an issue. Let's talk about the likelihood during the election campaign for between Lightfoot and Vallis and Johnson that Johnson would come out on top. He lost the general election right. to Paul Vallis yep. by a large margin, 33 to 22%. Yeah. But he made it into the runoff. Right. And that's when he won. Yeah. That's when he took advice from people who knew how to work the wards because he didn't, though he was a Cook County commissioner for four years, he didn't know the inner workings of it the way even reporters, we reporters knew because he was not, he was a little bit of an outsider. And and when it got to the runoff, he won at 52% to 48%. And in the process, he was learning how to deal with government and politics at the same time. And he had some good ideas. He really did. Well, I will say, though, that when you see him at press conferences, Mayor Johnson, especially when it's come to the migrant issue and actually talking to the communities, he does look like a deer in headlights. And, and when you say... Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And when you talk about the fact that he's an outsider, we have brought outsiders in that's attractive to people to, to bring someone in that's not political, but they don't know their way through the system. And I think that's what the trouble is with him. Why didn't we learn that from Mayor Lightfoot, that you know she was an outsider as well, and an and uproar and, and, and somewhat a failure as a mayor, did not get reelected a second time? Why is it any different with Mayor Johnson? I don't think it is going to be very different. He doesn't seem to fit. 
You know, he's a, he was a school teacher. Right. And he was a, a, a union organizer. Yeah. That's why he got in, because he got a huge amount of money from huge, the unions. Huge. That's right. All right. And the last subject you chose was the Chicago Bears. So after deliberating with Arlington Heights, the 326-acre land the Chicago Bears bought for almost $200 million and developing a stadium there, everything's on the table. And they're actually looking at, at building a site next to Soldier Field. So it seems like a lot of drama uh, for a football team to figure out where they're eventually going to play. <laughs> I don't know if the Bears can figure anything out. They're not very good at that. No. They've got a, a hell of a problem to work on right now, and that is what to do with uh, Justin Fields. You know, They've got an opportunity to, to win a big quarterback in the draft. So the, all the talk on the football fields now and in people in sports, all the talk is what should they do with Justin Fields. Right. I, for one, think that they ought to – Keep Justin Fields. The Bears ought to surround him yeah, with the with right people. Characters. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we're talking about a five billion dollar residential and entertainment development to be built in Arlington Heights, and I know property taxes rose once Cook County got involved. And where to go, where to play, who can call them Chicago? Are the Arlington Heights Bears? They're always going to be the Chicago Bears. They are. But now they're talking with the city about possibly doing something on the site where the George Lucas Museum uh, was supposed to go. But then you got the Friends of the Parks that are going to get involved in that again. So that drama just seems to continue. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Walter Jacobson, 